Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Brio in the Box podcast. Today we're going to get to know Coach Raina. Hello. Hello, welcome. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So you have been with Brio since... 2014. 2014. January 2014. Oh. We joined. So that makes it eight years. Eight. Yeah, eight years this month. <laughs> yeah, it was the beginning of January 2014. Yeah, that's crazy. And then coaching since 2015. 15. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a journey back in time. Where Where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm from Saskatoon. So I grew up in Saskatoon. My parents moved to Regina for a little bit, but I was young, so I don't really remember living there. And then my parents broke up split up and my mom and I moved back to Saskatoon and so I've pretty much been in Saskatoon my whole life and uh, there was a period where we moved out to Pike Lake Ooh, by, yeah. yeah so we moved out to Pike Lake lived on an acreage and I did four years in Delisle High School oh cool yeah grade seven eight nine and ten then we moved back to Saskatoon and cool. then I finished off high school in the city at Walter Murray. Oh, yeah. Local girl. I went to Bowman. I guess that makes us enemies. Sort of. Frenemies. Yeah. We always kind of <laughs> go along with the Bowman people. We didn't get along with the Holy Cross yeah, people. Got to have the yeah. schools. That, exactly. Yeah. The rivalries. Um, sports and stuff when you were growing up. What'd you do? What'd you play? I played a lot of softball. Hmm. Played softball quite a bit, actually. Ran some track in high school. The one, the two, four by one. Until everyone got really, everyone grew and got really big <laughs> and fast, and I stayed short. So, I, oh, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> like I felt like I was really good, and then everybody grew one year, and then and I was like, oh, yeah, wait for me, exactly. my little legs. Yeah, but softball was something that I really excelled at because I was fast and little and could catch a ball like that. So I played second base and back catcher. Cool and catcher position. Yeah. Do you ever play? ball anymore just for I funsies haven't, I haven't played in a long time I played slow pitch for a long time after I was done sort of playing kind of competitive ball I guess whatever yeah. competitive is in high school and I did a competitive season in softball after high school and then just switched to to slow pitch but no I haven't done I haven't it. done it in a while no and then play you know like everybody does played a little beach volleyball over at Louie's or the Sutherland mm-hmm. those kinds of things played ultimate frisbee and if I remember correctly, that's how you and Yvonne met. That is true. Oh. Yeah. I, somebody somebody just asked randomly, do you want to try Ultimate Frisbee? And I said, sure. Showed up to the first practice, I guess. And Yvonne was one of the first people I met. I didn't know anybody on the team. And found a husband. Found a husband. <laughs> yeah. We met. That would have been. How long ago was that? Oh, okay. We've been together. We just We just celebrated our. 17th wedding anniversary oh congratulations 2015 yeah 2015 no 2005 we got married so we just finished we just celebrated 17 years of of marriage and we met about two and a half years before that so long time yeah we've been together a couple decades almost 20 years oh that's awesome crazy but yeah so he was one of the first people I met and I remember actually thinking and people had told me the story about like you'll know when you meet somebody and and I'd be like yeah for sure (laughs) and then I met him and I was like oh I think that guy's gonna be the guy I married. And like dibs, and then I moved to Halifax. Oh. <laughs> Playing hard to get, <laughs> it's a little bit hard to get. I'm like, yeah, I'll date you, but I'm gonna be in Halifax. Yeah, I'll be on the other side of the country. <laughs> exactly. How long were you in Halifax? Uh, about two months, and then I got laid off from Air. I was I was a flight attendant. Mm. It might be something people don't know that I worked with Canadian Regional Air Canada for 
about four years as a flight attendant. Oh, yeah. Got laid off twice here in Saskatoon, and the second time they closed the base, and then I took a transfer out to Halifax. And I know you lived in Halifax for I a did, bit. yeah. So I moved out there because I was like, that's someplace I've never been before, and I think it would be a really cool place to experience, and it was. Mm-hmm. And then I got out there, and we found out they were laying us all off out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I backed up and moved back home and... Okay, yeah, that's cool. I, I I wonder, I bet people didn't know that uh, you had a stint as a flight attendant. I did, yeah, four I've, years Somewhere I saw a photo of you. Yes. We should try to dig it up. I we will dig see it up. see if we can find it. Yeah, yeah. flight attendant Rena. I yeah. thought it was WestJet, but it was... No, first with Canadian Regional and then and then Air Canada bought out Canada, Canadian Regional and then I worked yeah. with Air Canada Jazz for four years. And it was all regional, so all... All Canada. We did some stuff into the States. Yeah, mostly short haul stuff. Mostly short haul stuff. But the benefit was that I could do long haul flights, like get long haul flights for Mm -hmm. cheap, right? Yeah, the travel. That's awesome. Exactly. And then other like school, what did you go to for school for like education or other career (laughs) dabbling? I feel like I've had a lot of iterations. Yeah. Uh, And that's kind of, it's fun to see all the stages, you know? So... I came out of high school, wasn't sure what I wanted to do, took some time off, just worked, then then thought, maybe I'll be a, a hairdresser, so I went to hairstyling school. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. See, I'm learning so much today. Uh, so I went to hairstyling school, graduated, got a job, worked for six months, and was like, I hate this. <laughs> hate it. Sometimes uh, you got to learn those things. Yeah, it wasn't for me. And so then I went to university, did a year of university, and just felt lost, didn't know where I belonged. And I was working for somebody, and I said, oh, you know, what I'd really like to do is be a flight attendant. And he's like, well, I know somebody. I can." And then from there, it just ended up, ended up working and being a flight attendant. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, and so then after I was done being a flight attendant, I started, came, got laid off, came back to Saskatoon, went to Saskatoon Business College, took some admin courses. Then worked for Eva with Eva's company, and which is Streetscape Streetscape Homes, homes right? Home yeah. builder, yeah, local home builder. Worked for him for sixteen years, and then when COVID hit, decided it was time to do something a little different. Also, it was scary when it, when COVID hit because we were we had everything in one basket. Yeah, right. And you guys know that as business owners. Yeah. And we, and I was like, maybe I should branch out, and it was time to do something different. So then I went back to school and picked up my medical admin stuff and also took a phlebotomy course at the same time yeah and that was like very recently right just yep, within just the last graduated year. yeah graduated from the medical admin program clinic assist program in july and graduated from the phlebotomy program in november cool so if you need someone to take your blood i'll take your blood or cut your hair or cut your hair or keep you safe on an airplane yeah and i can actually help you design a house that too yeah, yeah. i can help you do because i did a lot of the interior design stuff for the house and I've houses. seen some of those places, and they're beautiful. Yep. That was definitely a good skill of yours. That's I, a, you know what? Thanks, Jocelyn, because <laughs> I never realized all the things that I can do until just now. That's quite the resume, <laughs> right? Look at all the skills you've accumulated in your life. Skills And CrossFit coach. And CrossFit coach. Yeah. Which, which is, like, what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's awesome. Yeah. So CrossFit, how did you find CrossFit? Like, what, when, how'd you get into it? We were running we were doing 10 5k 10k even I was running half marathons and that's all we were doing and then I I noticed that I was feeling weak and not 
very strong. And so we started going to blame Mackie at mm-hmm. Mackie Physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, Yvette had hurt his back, like he had hurt his back a little bit. So we were working there doing strength training there. He's great. He's Shout great. out to Blaine. Love Mackie Physio. Totally. Um, so we were doing in his little back part, we had a little membership and we were doing strength training there. And he had just, we'd been there a year and he'd started to sort of teach us Olympic lifts, was t- starting to teach us Olympic lifts. And we had some friends who were in CrossFit and they said, you really got to come try it. And we're like, no, no, we're good. We're never going to try it. It's fine. <laughs> and then I said to him, I was like, maybe we should try it. And so we signed up and did a foundations and did the first free day or whatever and yeah. left like, whoa got our butts kicked what year do you think that was okay so we have been crossfitting for i think 12 years 12 years yeah 2010 we started yeah so you were like pretty og in the adoption of crossfit that was the early days for 2010 we walked into the first crossfit box yeah and it wasn't brio but that's fine i won't hold it against you (laughs) we made our way to brio yeah what do you remember about your first crossfit workout what do you remember like thinking I, I remember thinking I'm dying I thought I was so I was like yeah, I'm so in shape because we had been running and we're lifting with Blaine and, yeah and uh and I remember the first workout being so scared and went home I was like I don't think I'm going back <laughs> and then we went again and I would go home and be like I'm not going back and yeah. I cried for the first six months every time we did a workout <laughs> and I'd be like Eva I'm not I'm not going back I'm I'm not going back. He's like, yeah, we're going to go back. And I was like, I'm not going back. (laughs) 12 years later, (laughs) now I'm a coach. (laughs) Still, I always joke. I was like, I quit CrossFit every day. Every day I work out, I'm like, I'm never doing this shit again. And then you're like, ah, what time tomorrow? Exactly. You know, somehow it gets you. And so it's funny because this week, this summer when we did the, um, the MS triathlon mm-hmm. and somebody, I said, after we finished the triathlon, somebody said, how was that? I was like, that's, that was terrible. And, and I think it was Mike, Coach Mike, and he was like, you say that after every workout. I said, I do. I say that after every workout, and then I'm here the next day. I say, that was terrible. See you guys tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> so there must be something that keeps you coming back. What's your favorite movement in CrossFit? What's your favorite thing? Oh, toast to bar. Ooh, toast to bar. bar and rope climbs. Yeah. Those are two of my You're favorites. exceptionally good at rope climbs. Yeah, if I you guys ever climbs. get the chance to watch Raina's rope climb technique, it's like, that's the one. You've got a nifty way of like wrapping and tucking your feet that makes it look like super easy. Yeah. And it, I don't, I feel like a spider monkey. It's, yeah. It is my, it's, it's what I really love. And yeah. power cleans. That'd be my three oh, favorites. Toast if I could do toast to our rope climb and power cleans in a workout. Yeah. That would be fun. And you've done like some Spartan races and stuff, put those yeah. rope climbs to use. Yeah. And it's funny because they, you know, when you approach the rope and you see all the other dudes standing around that looking at you like, you're never going to get up the rope. You know, <laughs> like, I'm up the rope in like two poles. And, and I've actually had people go, can you teach me how to climb the rope right now? And I'm like, sure. So a little lesson on how to climb the rope in the middle of a Spartan race. A little quick breather. Uh, yeah, I've done. Wrap, uh, scoop, pizza toes. Exactly. And up the rope. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I've okay. done three Spartan races, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Two, a 5K. Oh, four Spartan races. Two 5Ks and two middle, middle distances. Do they call them beasts? There's a beast one. Yeah, 13, 13 the 14 ones. kilometers. Yeah. The longer ones, right up a mountain. Terrible. <laughs> We're prairie people. They stay on the flat ground. None of this mountain shit. Terrible. So if you could ban one thing from CrossFit forever, what would it be? Like, what's your least favorite thing? The assault bike. <laughs> The assault bike. I don't get better at it. Yeah. I feel like everybody else gets better at it and I don't get better at it. I 
No, I would like to blame it on being small, that it's like, it's not a very small person friendly apparatus, but like, I don't know. I think it's just, I'm a little bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. Me too. <laughs> what, what made you want to start coaching? So that was, what did we say about 2015? So you're about five years into your CrossFit journey. Yeah. And yeah, what made you want to start coaching? Well, David asked me if I would like to coach. <laughs> Pure pressure made you want to start coaching. I actually hadn't even thought about coaching. Like at that time in my life, I was, we had, we had just adopted our son. Maybe people don't know that about me either. I have a son who's adopted from Ethiopia. Yeah. That's another fact. Story. Who we were just talking about. Just turned 13. Just turned 13. Crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah, he was time too. Time going um, so fast. So I wasn't, I was in a very low point at my life. Um, when we switched over to Brio and I was, I was surprised when he asked me to coach cause it wasn't even on the radar. Yeah. And, and so then I took a chance. I leapt in and was like, yeah, let's do this. And I remember because I remember David saying to me, I, I can coach, teach you to coach. I can coach you to coach, but mm-hmm. I can't coach you to have personality and you yeah. have personality. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. That's our hiring process. We've actually never really talked about that before in any oh, of these that episodes. Okay that I yeah, no, no, that? that's great. And I think that's an interesting thing to share with people. We only hire from within. We don't hire obviously anybody from outside the community. We never do a job posting. We don't take applications. There's no resume process. The entire experience of us interacting with people is the interview process. And we look for people that emerge as natural leaders in the community. And the ones that are like you said, the, that personality in CrossFit, the coaching side, we call it presence and attitude. People that just have that special quality, that like sparkling personality that makes it fun and energetic and they're like welcoming and kind to other people. And when we see that quality, which we did in you after you'd been around for a year, a year, year and a half or so. Yeah. yeah. yeah about a year. Then we go, cause yeah, I can teach anyone the points of performance of an air squat. I can teach you what to look for in a deadlift. Like that's not, that's no problem, but it's, you can't teach someone that presence and attitude is much harder. It's very like, you know, it's yeah. a quality that has to exist in there. Yeah. I, yeah, I can see that too, because it takes a lot of courage to stand up in front of your peers who you have been in class with for a long time. And now you're on the other side of it coaching. So you have to have that ability to get through it yeah be fun about it and just be like okay well here we are guys <laughs> I'm now your coach yeah and like public speaking is a major fear for a lot of people right like yeah. getting up and talking even if it's a room full of like your friends and people you know it's still like yeah that's a that's a big beast to conquer for a lot of people I, so. I mean I think I had that because I had worked as a flight attendant yeah so I was used to being in front of people but the teaching people the movement especially people who are like who'd been crossfitting for longer than me or as long as me or who were regional athletes or you know that was scary to be like I'm gonna teach you how to do a muscle up and I don't even have a muscle up yeah I think (laughs) but it's not even teaching that it's just motivating people or guiding people through and giving them tips yeah there's I mean tons of skills involved in coaching a a good class time management yeah and what I learned was that I don't have to be able to do the movement Mm -hmm. to be able to teach or coach somebody else through it yeah and honestly if you think of most sports and the elite level coaches the coaches are not doing the sport generally. Maybe they had a background in it or something, but I always think of like the USA women's gymnastics teams. Remember Bella Caroli was right. the, the big coach and he was like a big guy with a big belly. You're like, that dude is not on the uneven parallel bars demonstrating to his athletes how to do these movements, Absolutely but not. he was a great coach. Like the requirement to be able to do the movements yourself, I don't think is a requirement to be a good coach. If you understand and can communicate and, you know, 
use your skills and there's a ton of different ways to teach movements without being able to do them yourself. Yeah. And that's not, that's not rare. That's how most sports and most coaches are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how David approached me and said, Hey, we were, would you, we would like to see if you're interested in coaching. And I said, sure. And for the first six months, every time I coached, I was like, I'm not going to coach again. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to coach again. And then I would coach again. And then I'd be like, I don't think I'm going to coach again. <laughs> And now I love it. You just keep doing it. Just <laughs> ride it out. What do you remember about doing your level one? I was course? super. Because that was quite a while ago. Yeah, right? it was quite a while ago. I, yeah, well, it had been over five years because I just did my level two this year. Yeah. So it would have been five years last year since I did my level one. I was super excited to do my level one. I was nervous about the exam at the end because I knew there was a written exam. But I was super excited to go and learn from the red shirts. Do you remember who you had? I had Michelle... Latondra. Latondra. Yeah. Jason McDonald. And there were two other people, but I can't remember who they were. They're from out east. Yeah, could have been. No, one guy from one guy from Montana. Oh, interesting. We're down in Montana. Yeah, they used to bring the staff across like back and forth across the border a lot more. They don't do that as much anymore. But I clearly remember we were doing like a Fran type workout with thrusters and burpees as one of the workouts in between the sessions and Michelle Latondra getting right in my face being like, <laughs> get back on your heels. And I'd be like, okay, yes, I will, Michelle Latondra, I'll get back on my heels. She's great. She was a very high level crossfitter herself and now has really grown into being like An one of the top coach. coaches in the world. Yeah. She's got a really good, um, DECA comp is their thing still yeah. out in Quebec. And they were so kind, yeah, like they were super kind and it was fun and I learned a ton. Um, yeah. And, that, so I love my level one and I actually tell people you should take your level one if you're in, at all interested in coaching or even just knowing more about CrossFit. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an investment, but it was such a fun weekend that I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Got another one coming to Brio in May. Obviously I'm biased. I'm going to tell everyone, I think you should do your level one, <laughs> but uh, it is a great experience. It's, it's very well done. So then your level one's only good for five years. So your renewal came up last year yep. and you can go renew your level one, but really what we want you to do is upgrade your coaching skills to do the level two and then the three and then on and on. So last summer, it yeah, was the last 20, it was May, 2021. Beginning of yeah. May. And I was a little bit panicky because we were right in the middle of COVID, obviously mm-hmm. we're still kind of in the middle of COVID, but, um, and <laughs> two I, years, yeah. Still. And so I had tried to get into the level two in Richmond and it was, full and I think I was jokingly said to you a few times you guys should host a level two we Mm -hmm. should host a level two here in Saskatoon somebody should do a level two in Saskatoon and then they did Mm -hmm. and it was beginning of May so which I was a little bit panicked because I thought I was going to run out of time and I didn't want to have to do my level one again I really wanted to move yeah forward rather than backwards is not really backwards but you know what I mean yeah so Um, the level one is all about it's like an intro to the CrossFit methodology you learn that there's nine foundational movements. You get some feedback on your own movement. Um, we start to introduce the concepts of like coaching and tools you can use to coach other people. But then the level two course is a coaching course. The coaching course. Yeah. Like you were put on the spot. You got a coach. Yeah. So in the level one, we have a group of eight to 10 people and I teach the movements. In the level two, the participants teach each other. So the, the seminar staff kind of sits a bit more in the background and gives you feedback on your coaching. So yep. what was the experience like at your level two? Well, it, it, you know, you go into it thinking, well, I, I had been coaching at that point for four years, five years, this six, year, right? six yeah. years. Yeah. So I'd gone and I was like, I got this. I coach all the time. I had to break down a movement <laughs> and poop the bed a little bit in front of Jason McDonald. But I, it was funny because we had, it was the first day at the end of the day 
and they have you coach everyone gets a movement mm-hmm. and I got <laughs> sumo deadlift high pull mm-hmm. which is me. tough it's a tough one because we don't it's not a n- regular yeah, it's not a regular movement. movement yeah so I hadn't coached it a ton and and it was another coach from another gym I won't throw him under the bus but he went first and I and I remember watching him going oh that's how this is gonna go because <laughs> that coach had been coaching for like 12 Forever. 13 yeah, years and I was like he's pooping the bed right now <laughs> so I was like well I'm just gonna get up there and I'm gonna just I'm just gonna pretend like I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. right like you only have to be one or two steps ahead of the person you're teaching yeah true right? to teach somebody something you only have to be one or two steps ahead yeah and so I was just trying to be one or two <laughs> steps ahead but I you know I think I was just talking and just talked and talked and smiled a lot and talked really loud and pretended like I know what I was talking about because you were there. Jocelyn Fake it was, till you make yeah, it. Jocelyn was actually watching yeah. our group at that time. She was there shadowing the level two and yeah. watching me. And I was just like, hey, yeah. this and then you do this and then you do this. And presence and attitude, even if you don't know, you exactly. just got to sell it. And Jason goes, that was all wrong, but good job. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not on the, the level two staff, but uh, I've shadowed, you know, kind of interned at a few of them. And the that's kind of by design, the way it's done, is they throw you in the hot seat on day one, they make you flounder a little bit, they let you kind of poop the bed, and then sort of this, like, break you down, and then day two they build you up, 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 and then you kind of revisit and do it again, and then, you like, everyone leaves day two with a sense of victory, and, like, exactly got better. And It did get better. And even even though, you know, you, I could, like, I was... As soon as I saw that first two coaches go, and then I was like, this is how this is going to go. Yeah. We haven't been given time to think about this. There's no sense getting upset about it. Yeah. They're not here. They, they don't, they don't want us to fail. Yeah. This is whatever I learn from this, I will come back stronger tomorrow. Yeah. That's what I, I knew going in as soon as I saw the other coaches. And so then when we came back the next day, he said, do you want to pick a different movement? And I said, no, I'm going to do that same movement again. Yeah. Cause, cause the, yeah. You got to try it. Conquer it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I did. So it was yeah. good. It, was it good. probably wasn't perfect, but it was much better than the day before. Yeah. The yeah. level two is, is good. I always have a lot of respect for people that are willing to subject themselves to that kind of like stressful situation. And then some very honest, blunt feedback, like the, the guys that run the level two and girls, there's girls on the staff too. Yeah. Um, it happened to be two guys that are uh, one. They're, like firm but fair, I would say, totally. right? They're gonna, they're not sugarcoating anything. They're gonna tell you bluntly, but in a way that, like, I always call it aspirational leadership or aspirational feedback, where they're like, "I know you can do better. Here's what you did wrong, but I know you can do this better, and here's how you're gonna do it better." And you know. they were, it was really, it was a re, an even better experience than my level one, I think. Yeah, because I did learn a lot from them, mm-hmm. and I remember them saying when we left, they're like, you're going to go back and you're going to have all this information in your head and you're going to just vomit it all out into your people (laughs) when you first start coaching. And then she's like, and then in about a month or a month and a half or two months, you'll start to see just the little nuggets that you picked up will start to come out in your coaching and, and you will. Yeah. And that's what happened. Like, I feel like my coaching has gotten, well, I feel like my coaching has gotten better. (laughs) I don't know what our members think, but I think they think I'm an okay coach. So yeah, I think so too. (laughs) Okay. Let's do some, let's switch gears. Some other stuff. What's the last book you read? What kind of, do you like to read? I do like to read. read? I do like to read. I took a hiatus from reading over the when I was going to school, because it was mm-hmm. just, I was reading all textbooks the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah, textbooks all the time. But I just read one called The Secret Life of a CIA Agent, and it's a, a memoir about a 
a woman who was a CIA agent, a CIA agent, and she was recruited when she was like 19 or 20. Oh, wow. Super interesting. Do you like to read fiction, nonfiction? I like to read fiction. I'll read some nonfiction too, memoirs yeah. mostly. Oh, yeah. Auto memoirs. Yeah. But How do fiction. you feel about uh, zombie apocalypse books? <laughs> That's, that's what David loves to read now. Ugh. He wants to know how everybody feels about zombie I, apocalypse books. I think I'd rather read Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> like Netflix shows, what have you been binging? What gets your like thumbs up recommendation lately? Uh, we just we're in. We just finished watching on Apple TV Plus. I don't know if anyone has that, but we just finished watching The Shrink Next Door. Oh, okay, I don't know or, that one. Is it like funny drama? It's a drama with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. and it's based on a true story. About a shrink who inserts himself into this other guy's life. Oh, interesting. Super interesting. Super stressful. <laughs> but really good. And it's crazy because Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell are not known for their, yeah, their drama. Dramatic. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. And then we just started watching The After Party on Apple TV, too. Okay, I don't, super, I'm super picking up the funny. tips. I got to be writing these down, I think. The After Party's funny. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix, I don't know. We just pick whatever. There's yeah. not much on there right now that we're watching. Yeah. My Netflix only seems to play like Paw Patrol. That seems. Oh, to- yeah, happens <laughs> when you have kids and you're just like, oh no. Like, yeah, it's all annoying. What we have good shows. Netflix just for you, Paw Patrol. You're like, that's not no, right. No, no, <laughs> not recommended for me. No, thank you. Exactly. Okay, some rapid fire questions. Okay. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? 100%. Yes, okay. 100%. I think we're on track for more pineapple fans than not. And put a little sun dried tomato on there with your pineapple. Ooh, okay. So good. We should have like a. What is your whole pizza thing? Oh, that's a good um, idea. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Yeah. Early bird. Like I, yeah, only because like work and stuff. Like yeah. I would sleep in till eight if I could mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. If you were like retired and you had no. Oh, then I'd probably be a night owl. And you'd be a night owl? Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not very conducive it's, to real life. It's not conducive <laughs> to real life. No. Uh, country music. Yes or no? Ah, you know what? I never liked country music. And this year. I learned to like country music and drink coffee. Oh. And I think it's all because of Yellowstone. Because <laughs> I did not, did not like country music. And this summer, just after we started watching Yellowstone. Got you into it. Enjoy a little all country right. music. You can join uh, Coach like, Pat and Carly on the pro country I'm not playing fans. it in a workout, though. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's not really, uh, yeah, try hard music, no. I don't think. Uh, beer or wine? Beer. Yes. Specifically um, Guinness. Ooh, you like the Guinness. I like the Guinness. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Salty or sweet? Salty. And you know what we got talking about the other day was, what's your, what would you say is the best ice cream place in Saskatoon? Fable ice cream. Ooh, Fable. Fable 100%. I've never been there. Oh, it's so good because they yeah. handcraft it mm-hmm. with, it's so good. Okay. It's so good. Gotta go for ice And cream. they make their uh, waffle cones fresh. Yeah. I love a good waffle cone. So good. <laughs> you can literally feel your blood sugar just going <laughs> as you're eating the ice cream, but yeah. it's worth it. If you're going to spike your blood sugar, that's... The, if you're going to do it, gonna make do it, it worth it. Make it worth it. Yeah. Okay, so sugar is reminding me. You made a, a change to your diet recently. I did. Right? Within, what, the last year or so? Yeah, last, uh, last April. Yeah. Yep. Took out a lot of the sugar. Took and out a lot of sugar. And kind of went the keto route. Yep, went keto. How was that? switch for you it was good and, shift. and 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 i i made the switch because okay i'm 50 and you know the stuff happens at 50 like menopause so was finding it really hard to manage hot hot flashes mm-hmm. night sweats my mood i mean never i think there was a class where people experienced me yelling at Eva for 23 <laughs> minutes in a wad 
And so it was, we're in the circle of trust, yeah, you know, in it's fine. Of trust we we see the, each other a lot. It's at okay. the end of the workout, David was like, dude, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> and so I just needed to make a change. And, and I had, I had actually done my precision nutrition course and coached some people through some nutrition and, um, was like carbs. You know, everybody needs carbs. I'm, I will never not survive without carbs. Mm-hmm. And then decided to make, I was like, I have to try something. Yeah. So I tried keto, talked to you about it. Talked to, I found somebody to coach me through it because mm-hmm. I felt I needed someone who could give me macros and make sure I was hitting it right. And the first two weeks I cried every day. <laughs> I'm like, can't I have oatmeal? I just want to have oatmeal. And then I haven't looked back. Yeah. I don't miss carbs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was a crazy turnaround. Effect on like the hot flashes and stuff. Yeah. Like I get them, but not nearly as bad. Mm-hmm. I sleep all night long. I used to, I never was a nighttime bathroom goer mm-hmm. and then when menopause set in I was getting up every night to mm-hmm. go to the washroom yeah and that stopped once I stopped, switched to keto oh, so I sleep all night long yeah my energy levels are amazing I found I was napping or tr- you know I'd have to have a mid-afternoon nap or a little snooze yeah that like energy dip yeah don't have that yeah that's awesome yeah hot tip as a something to watch out for if you do have to wake up to pee in the middle of the night that's a sign you're not getting good sleep so it's often a function of poor glucose regulation that you're having a low glycemic event and then your body releases a bunch of stress hormones to try to deal with it. But in, in that it wakes you up and it makes you have to pee. So yeah. if you have good solid blood glucose, you'll have good deep restorative sleep. Yeah. And, and my, my sleep's, my sleep has been really good. And the thing that I find is the best thing about it is that like, I'm not hungry. Like I don't crave, I don't crave foods. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to crave sweets or chips or cake or I don't crave and I don't ever feel like I'm low dipping yeah. low you know it's like super steady I just feel steady and my weight mm-hmm. has maintained since I hit my plateau my weight has stayed the same yeah it awesome. doesn't it doesn't go up and down it just stays the same which I that's maybe by half a pound yeah yeah but that's great yeah that's and like kind of the whole theme just like everything's like steady yeah. energy steady appetite steady body weight steady everything's good to be fair the first month or two it was tough like you feel low energy and a little foggy yeah the struggle bus the struggle bus the first bit yeah like I found like lifting got a little bit hard but now everything feels really good yeah yeah awesome so what's your like favorite go-to meal keto meal yeah uh what do, like a good old burger yeah well, yeah like that's the best thing like I used to always look at the fat and be like I can't have that there's too much fat in there and yeah. now I'm like I'll have a burger. double burger with an egg on top and some avocado <laughs> some cheese uh yeah extra bacon yeah burger yeah yeah the adequate fat intake is super important for females for hormonal health at all stages of of life but because we go through so many different hormonal stages of life the the fat is key it's like fat is the basis of all your um, sex hormones estrogen progesterone all that kind of stuff so definitely that's like one of my big things with women especially is like don't skimp on the fat like yeah and I think for because for so long we had been told don't eat fat Mm -hmm. don't eat high fat foods don't eat high fat food everything was low fat oh that's like right in the 80s we grew up with all that right watch our parents watch our moms, mm-hmm. you know, eating all the, and then, but then you start looking at labels and you're like, oh, there's nothing but sugar in here. Yeah. <laughs> Snackwell's cookies. I fully oh, remember man. that. They're low fat. It's cool. They're low fat. So it's yeah. good for you. Gummy bears. They're fat free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. That handful is like 50 grams of sugar. Yeah. yeah. And so, 
it's been, it's been, I love it. Yeah. And I'm glad I made the switch. And I think so. I even remember coming to you and being like, I remember that I would be like, Jocelyn, there's no way I'm ever giving up carbs. And then I'm like, <laughs> you were right. <laughs> and you know what? Like, it's not necessarily for everybody, but I think it's worth a try yeah. at some point. Or maybe what works for you at a certain point of life. And then things change. Like the, what works for you in your twenties doesn't necessarily work for you for your whole life. And so you have to be open to like, okay, well that worked at this stage and now I'm at this stage and I need something different and open to constantly like just trying different stuff and experimenting and that it's continuous for your whole life. You don't ever just get to be like done learning the end. You're never just like, this is how I am now. Yeah. 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 And I do actually throw in some carbs and I I was going to say that post you did the other day about like having potatoes and rice and popcorn. Like those are all the things that I put into my diet on mm-hmm. a weekly basis. Yeah. I don't love rice. And I think I just ate rice before because I had to get carbs. Yeah. But like potatoes, I love air fryer, air fried potatoes. We have mm-hmm. those once a week. Yeah. You know, and, and popcorn. And I took your tip about the ghee. Yeah. Popping it in the ghee and then putting butter on it. And I used to be able to eat a giant bowl of popcorn, but I can only eat so much because there's so much fat in it, I think, that yeah. I'm full. I get full. I'm like, oh, I'm so full. So satiated. Yeah. When you cook things with like real saturated fat. We use so much ghee now. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. For anyone unaware, ghee is clarified butter. So if you melted butter and it's got that kind of like foamy layer on the top, so clarified butter you take off, it's the water and milk solids so the water and the protein, you like skim it off. But now at Costco, you can buy a three kilogram bucket of ghee bigger than your head and you can put that on everything. I use that like... Super great for high heat cooking because the saturated fats are very heat stable. Yep. I have I just, it in like a little squirt bottle beside the stove and like smart. oil the pan for anything. And yeah. I'll make grilled cheese sandwiches. I'll just put the ghee right on the bread. Yeah. And then slap it into Fry the it frying pan. Oh, see, yeah. making me hungry. And it's also good because Yvonne is, uh, my husband Yvonne is lactose intolerant. Mm. And so the ghee, they remove the lactose. Yeah. So it's all clarified. So it's like right. just the fat. So it's good for his. Yeah, that's awesome. And good for me at night when I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sit near me. Lactose. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's cool. I always think it's so interesting for pe- when people find different things or when they try different things and figure out what works. And then also, like, if you try something and figure out what doesn't work, that's absolutely part of the learning, too, right? It's okay to try a thing and be like, nope, not for me, you know? And I think in the past I had tried low carb, but didn't do enough protein and high fat and mm-hmm. bonk. And so I could yeah. see where a lot of people, that's why I wanted to get a coach because I was like, I need to do this right or it's not going to work. Yeah. So yeah. A little bit of guidance helps yeah. for sure. So final question, why do you make CrossFit part of your life? So it's been a lot of years, like 12 years, you said you've been stuck with it despite hating it and crying <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and it's terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. That workout was terrible. Uh, yeah. What What do you think keeps it being part of your life after all these years? Well, 100% it's the community. Yeah. 100%. It's the people. Yeah. Like, I would not ever do these workouts <laughs> by myself. Yes. Right? And so it is the amazing people that are, are attracted to CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And 100% Brio because of the community that is built there. It's a good you know, bunch of people. A good bunch of people. Yeah. Um, you're always right in there with the nooners that's your crew I right nooner. i am a nooner nooner loud right in there with the shenanigans probably one of the loudest nooners <laughs> trying to be Ooh, better that, that's there's some tough competition some tough competition <laughs> for loudest nooners. well i mean there might be somebody who's louder than me i think it like i think it like rotates different days I some people so. are in a mood to be loud and then quiet and exactly then there's like yeah 
loud and proud, fully a nooner. Yeah. But also it's because it like I I love it. Yeah. Like I don't get bored. I I'm I'm yet to get bored with yeah. a workout, and it's always challenging. And even when I'm prog- you know, even when you progress, and hit PB, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there's still more to go. I can yeah. still work more, or I can work harder, or now I lift this much weight. Well, now I can. I have to work even harder. Yeah. So that you never does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That like versus sort of traditional where every Monday is back and buys and exactly. every Tuesday is chest and tries. And, and you're just well, walking around the global gym, looking in the mirror, doing your three sets of 10 and yeah. then your calf raises and then walking on the treadmill for 20 minutes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think the variety of CrossFit is, is awesome. It's certainly part of what keeps people engaged. Yeah. And then that like you can make it your own and you can tilt it. You know, you'll be like, I'm going to do a Spartan race this summer. So I'm going to like work on my grip strength and maybe run a bit more. And you're like, okay, cool. And then the next year you're like, oh, I might try a weightlifting meet. I'm going to focus on my strength and my technique for a little bit. Exactly. And, you know, you can like, there's so much in CrossFit that you can, you can fill your entire lifetime with exploring all the different little corners of things and movements and different specialties and all that kind of stuff. Like exactly. You know, like, and, 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 endless. and I have done, I have done a Spartan race and then I have done a weightlifting competition and I've done some CrossFit competitions and, yeah. and I've done some running races even within there. Right. Like, yeah. and I've done a triathlon sort of like through the gym and stuff, but mm-hmm. there is lots of different things that you can do to keep you occupied. Yeah. You're not getting bored. Never gets boring. Exactly. People are crazy it. and the sport is always and I think, I think sometimes people just see the fails and they don't see the successes. And every day I go to the gym and I see all the people who are success who are successful mm-hmm. at walking in the door and getting the workout done and going yeah. home. And then they can live a much better, healthier life because of it. Yeah. So I said final question. I lied. I'm going to ask you more. Because the, the better, healthier life reminds me of things like what, what are some of the things you like to do outside the gym where you apply your fitness? Spartan races. Yeah. A little bit. Of, I don't run anymore. I yeah. let that go. Um, you guys like to hit the slopes. We like to hit the slopes, skiing. And that was one of the things I started, I noticed was was uh, improved significantly was my ability to ski. Mm-hmm. Because my legs were stronger. My yeah. body was stronger. My core was stronger. Totally. Everything was stronger. And then you're keeping up with a day a on day. the mountain. Mm-hmm. And kind of keeping up with a day, but <laughs> just points down the hill and goes. <laughs> so yeah, so we... we we go to the lake every summer. We boat. We, yeah, we do all kinds of stuff. Can't, well, we don't camp anymore. Yeah, because yeah. you're at the because we're at the lake in your yeah permanent spot now. Yeah, but yeah, you guys like to do lots of like outdoorsy. We do. We do lots of things. Boating in the summer. Boating and in the summer up at the lake. Biking. We go for bike rides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cross like country ski. Cross country ski. Love yeah. cross country skiing. I haven't been out yet this year, yeah. which is crazy. But you're good about like getting outdoors. Yeah, taking your fitness outside the gym. Exactly. Doing things. Doing yeah. things outside of the gym. I mean, that's why you. That's why I cross it. Yeah. So that I can go outside and do all the other fun things. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. Do things. And be healthy. And like, I'm 50, dude. Yeah. Uh, would anybody guess that Raina <laughs> is 50? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like, I know people who are my age who, who don't who don't look like elderly look people. Like el- yeah, who yeah. look like elderly people. Yeah. 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 I would never in a million years look at you and go, <laughs> mm, I would guess she's 50. Some like, good genetics. Good. I don't smoke, don't drink a ton, but yeah. also active and yeah have been taking care of yourself for a long time eat well yeah exactly killing it thanks (laughs) (laughs) okay well thanks for being here appreciate your time thanks for having me love you (laughs) love you too see you in the next one bye